This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Uh, good morning to everybody. I hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for joining me, uh, for making this a part of your morning routines. It's very much appreciated. Uh, good morning to those joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you are doing well. Carl, uh, good morning to you. Uh, Tucker Boy, uh, Steve, Stephen, and Jamie, Blackshine, Olu, uh, good morning to Morgie, to Alpha, NSW, Damien, uh, Abdullahi, Red Star, Pat, James, Manu. Uh, good to see you back as well. Uh, Matt G, uh, Marcus Martin, and plenty more, of course. Uh, Chris, Martin, Gary, Tony, to Vivian, Stephen. I feel like I'm, a, I, <laughs> of course, I highlight that comment. Great. Um, and uh, everyone else as well. It's like, it's like people want to test what I actually will show on the screen. It's down to me. I should be better at, you know, uh, vetting these comments before I show them up on the on the screen. But Peeny Wayne, maybe keep that to yourself next time. Um, good morning. Uh, hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Uh, do drop a like, subscribe, all that lovely stuff. Uh, if you're new, uh, yesterday evening, uh, we conducted our first kind of, I say first, not the year, certainly, but uh, our first phone-in for a long time. Um, talking about the season, talking about kind of my three points of my mission statement from the campaign and getting people's thoughts and feelings about the season. If you haven't yet given it a watch, I recommend you do. It's uh, it's full of differing points of view and some good discussion as well. Uh, so if you haven't yet listened to it or watched it, it's available on all the platforms. Um, so certainly get in uh get into it if you haven't because it's uh, it's worth your time uh, let's talk about today's stories first of all uh, chris wheatley of london world reporting that uh, arsenal could yet receive a financial boost from uh, dinos mavropanos's potential summer move uh, napoli are interested in signing the greek international as are a number of other teams from england arsenal have a sell on clause uh, involved in the players deal expected to be around 15 to 20% uh, of whatever fee uh, Stuttgart end up making on the player that we sold for a very small fee, um, very small indeed. We're talking 
low single digits uh, when he left the club for the German sides. And uh, Arsenal will hope that they can get as much as feasibly possible for any deal uh, that is done between Stuttgart and any potential suitor for the player. Uh, the higher the bids, the more money Arsenal will get. So let's keep those fingers crossed indeed. Now, on William Saliba, uh, according to RMC Sport in Spain, uh, in Spain, in France rather, um, William Saliba is expected to be back in terms being fully fit, ready to return at the end of June, start of July, uh, which is, you know, quite a long time away. Uh, it's, you know, the rest of this month, uh, nearly all of next month, potentially all of it, and then the start of the following. And, you know, considering that all of the messaging was around, they were going to push him to see if he could get back in time to to play any part in this campaign. It does seem that that was very, very optimistic if this report from France is indeed the case. Um, they're not going to rush it. They're not going to push it. They're just going to allow him to return as and when is is best, uh, it seems, for Saliba. So, fingers crossed, um, we see uh, a quick and swift return uh, for that position. Uh, Sambi Lakonga is said to be wanted uh, by Burnley and Vincent Company, according to The Sun, who have reported that the newly promoted side want to reunite Company, who, of course, managed Lakonga at Anderlecht. Of course, that link is there. I was never, ever going to be surprised if we saw um, this link emerge as well. So uh, there is, there's no, there's no shock in this story coming to the fore. And uh, the son of the first ones to roll with it. Whether or not this turns into anything in the summer, we'll have to wait and see. But Lakonga, uh, I imagine, will certainly be on the market and certainly will be available for uh, a potential sale and transfer in the window. Now, the big news uh, regarding potential outgoings that dropped yesterday uh, is that Granit Xhaka is expected to leave in a £13 million deal to buy Leverkusen. Uh, this was initially reported across your feeds, as we know, uh, yesterday. Then everybody had the information that indeed this was the case. And this looks to be the case um, that Leverkusen will pay that £13 million figure for Granite Xhaka. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sad. It's a sad moment um, that Xhaka is moving on. Yeah, you know, I think that it is only, and it's only sad for me. Um, it is, uh, I think, it, you know, you'd have to be pretty heartless <laughs> not to feel some kind of, um, you know, negative emotion around the idea of Granit Xhaka moving on because he's been at the club for seven years and he's been a big part of this season uh, as well. A really big part, really turned things around. Some people can't forgive him for what happened in 2019. I personally think that lacks empathy, um, but people are entitled to their opinions. Uh, I absolutely I, I never will justify what he did but i will certainly never begrudge him of his reaction to ultimately what was a horrific um time for, for him and his family who received abuse and words that nobody should have to ever uh experience um and uh, I don't blame him for wanting to make this this switch. I am slightly concerned about it because as I've spoken to you guys before, I feel as though um, having him here at the club next season after we brought in that player that was going to take us to the next level in midfield, 
um, could have done with that transitional period. And now there is going to be, you know, extra pressure um, on the midfielder or the two midfielders, and we'll talk about that shortly, that could come in during the summer transfer window. Um, so it's a shame uh, that Xhaka moves on. I think it's the right thing ultimately uh, for Arsenal to make this step up from Granite Xhaka. But um, certainly, it's a sad moment. I, I wrote a piece yesterday in London that you can go and read on the website. It includes a short story uh, at the end of that article, which kind of talks about how Xhaka uh, actually made me uh, a better writer and a better journalist. Um, I'll keep that story to myself for now. Uh, and for those of you that want to read it, uh, it gives you a bit more detail about what that is. So that you can find that on the Football London website on my page. Uh, you can find that in our link tree as well, always down in the description too. Um, so yeah, Xhaka to move on. And that, of course, does open up some avenues for us um, because Leverkusen possess Moussa Diaby, who is a player that Arsenal are interested in. Uh, and we know that the interest is is real in, in Moussa Diaby. And this is, uh, according to Ryan Taylor of The Express, said to be uh, something that could generate you know, a, a better relationship between the two clubs with Xhaka moving in one direction. It could help with potential negotiations if Arsenal were to move for Moussa Diaby in a serious manner with the potential bids this summer. So that is something that could really come out of this deal in a positive way. We'll have to wait and see. And of course, the Declan Rice situation is, is now even more imperative for Arsenal. A bid is said to be expected soon, according to some reports circulating yesterday, um, and that Arsenal want to try and get this deal done quickly. Now, uh, further coming out from West Ham's side of things is that they want to kind of shelve uh, any potential talks reportedly until after the UEFA Conference League um, situation that they have. Of course, they play... Uh, tomorrow night in their second leg in the Netherlands against RZ Alkmaar, who they have a 2-1 lead over at this moment in time. And Declan Rice is expected to be a big, big part of that. Um, so we'll wait and see. But with Xhaka's exit, obviously lends itself to the idea that Arsenal, for me, have to go and get two central midfielders. Because it's, as I've mentioned and used this terminology, it's not about re replacing players. It's always been about reinforcement. So if one leaves... You can't just bring the one in. We need to make sure that we replace Xhaka, but reinforce whoever replaces Xhaka with another central midfielder. And thankfully, the indications are that Arsenal's interest in Moises Caicedo remains, even with their uh, real strong interest to prioritise a move for Declan Rice as well. If Arsenal can pull both signings off, it would be one of the biggest coups of the club that they have done in a summer transfer window. That is for sure. It would be a very very good piece of business, meaning that Arsenal's midfield potentially next season would look like, uh, you know, Jorginho, Partey, Elneny, uh, and then Rice and Caicedo involved in that. We've got Smith, Roviera, Odegaard, who can play in those attacking positions. And there's supposedly also interest in adding another creative midfielder uh, as well. What that means for Vieira, who knows? But there is said to be interest in a uh, kind of offensive, creative midfielder that could be uh, and is expected to be maybe one of those targets is, is Mason Mount, as we've heard about before. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what transpires in the market. But for me, we have to make sure we go and get two um, midfielders for the box-to-box, the, -box, the defensive midfield areas. We need two, um, absolutely as a minimum for me, if Xhaka does move on. Right, let's go to part two and your questions right after this. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, let's scroll up in the chat box and see. Uh, I'm curious how to see some of the uh, reaction to the news on Xhaka's exit as well. Um, Simon says, good luck to Xhaka. And uh, Gunnar Legend says it's the right move for both club and player. Uh, Matt G says he'll be sad to see him go. And Marky G, uh, GTI rather, points out that it's going to take some big boots to fill, certainly. Absolutely. Uh, it's going to be uh, a very, very difficult. And that's a testament. The fact that we've got to bring in a replacement that's better than Xhaka and the fact that that task is very difficult, that's a testament to how good Granite Xhaka is and has been for us. Uh, Jay Dimes says, I've gone full circle on Xhaka. Uh, good luck to him. And I'm glad that a lot of people, and I think the majority of people, have gone full circle since that incident back in, in 2019. I think he's earned ultimately the respect um, back again from from that turnaround, from the commitment, from the output, and certainly his uh, his dedication to the club as well during this period since that point in time. Uh, Omar says he deserved the league title more than any other Arsenal player, and it's a shame that he won't go out with one. He said that he wouldn't leave until something special happened. Now, it's all going to be about context, about what you consider something special. I think Arsenal's title challenge this season, it was a special season for us, um, and it could be very, very special if Arsenal used this season to propel them forwards onto even bigger and better things. Um, but uh, And I think that he'll look at this season and go, yeah, you know, we did more than anyone ever expected, and it's probably a good point to go out on. I would have had one more year personally and allowed that transition, but... Uh, We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Liv Fitz says, why does it feel like you and Harry are overprotecting Xhaka? Probably because you don't like him and don't agree with our points of views. I can assure you that it's not overprotection. Um, Granite Xhaka has certainly been very good. And I think the people that are, I think, objective about players and can look at what players have done will recognise the fact that he's turned things around, that he's improved drastically, that Arteta deserves credit for keeping him and turning his form around at the club. And what he's done for the club this season has been absolutely brilliant so certainly no overprotection just uh, appreciation for what he's done as a player and also empathy for what he went through during that period in 2019 because frankly no one um deserved it at all uh christopher says tom do you think smith will be given a chance to prove his worth next season as a potential number eight uh no i'm i'm growing less and less sure of that left eight position from the way in which Arteta is bringing him on for Odegaard, it seems that he sees him also as Odegaard's competitor uh, and it will be playing more in that advanced, most advanced midfield role on the right-hand side. So 
it seems that will be the position if indeed he even is here for next season. Some people seem to suggest that they think he's going to go. I'm not sure I've got that sense yet that he might go, or that rather he will go. I've got a sense that there's a chance, but I'm not sure whether or not he will for certain be going this summer. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Ashley says, do you think Rice, Caicedo, Jorginho, Partey, Odegaard, Vieira uh, is a good group for next season? Personally, I believe it is. Yeah, I think if you look at the options you've got in that defensive six, you've got Partey, Rice, Jorginho. Look, Elneny's still going to be here as kind of a fourth choice if we ever had to go that deep into the team. And that left eight role, um, you'd hope to bring in someone like Caicedo that can, can do that fantastically well. Um, you've got Vieira, you've got Smith-Rowe. Um, and I think that maybe there's even scope if Arsenal were to bring in a creative midfielder on top of that, which is said to be an interest of the club, that they could even bring someone else in. We'd have to wait and see if that's also possible. Trossard has shown that he can potentially operate in the left eight as well. And I think the older he gets, I think that's maybe where his position maybe lies in the future. So uh, absolutely. Uh, Reese says, Tom, do you think we sell Enketia and Balogun for a new striker? No, I don't. I don't see both of them going. Uh, I see Balogun going and Enketia staying. Whether or not we bring in a striker or another forward still remains to be seen. But I'd be surprised if both of them left. I, I if, if Balogun goes, I would move on and Ketia still and, and then bring in a forward. But uh, I think I'd be surprised if it did happen. Uh, Constantine says, I was Xhaka out for years, but now I think he deserves more respect than the likes of Koscielny, Van Persie, Abamyang, even Fabregas. Wow. I mean, Fabregas obviously did kind of tarnish with the Barca move and then the Chelsea uh, return to the Premier League as well, even though we had the chance to re-sign him. It's difficult with Fabregas because obviously his contribution while he was here was was significant. However, you know, Xhaka stayed very loyal to Arsenal um, and has only moved on toward the point where, you know, he uh, is going to be effectively replaced, it seems, and uh, isn't going to another Premier League team. He's going to the Bundesliga and he's getting, I think, £30 million. You know, people might say that's not a lot, but for a 30-year-old with a year left on his contract that you're going to upgrade upon, I think £30 million quid is, is not a bad amount of money at all, to be honest. Um Let's go to Rez, Rev Sans. Says, Tom, do you think Icardi would be a good option? I think he's quite decent. I don't need that drama, <laughs> quite frankly. I don't need the drama of Mauro Icardi at Arsenal. And uh, I don't think Arteta would want that either. Um, Hassala says, would you like to see us sign Caicedo alongside Rice or sign a different type of midfielder? Oh, Rice and Caicedo all day long. Rice and Caicedo all day long. That's going to be my favourite dish of the summer. Uh, KW3 says, is Tillemans worth looking at now for depth? I have faith in the system to get the best out of him. Uh, Tillemans would be on my list as kind of like a like the the, the backups, uh, you know, as a plan D, E, F. You know, I think there are a lot of players way ahead of Tillemans in terms of my estimations of who I would go for in the midfield. Some I probably couldn't even name, <laughs> but I know they exist. Uh, Marcus says, what about Gundogan on a free? Again, I'd rather Gundogan than Tielemans because I think you could sign him onto a more reasonable length of contract, similar to like Jorginho. You get like a one-year contract with a year option maybe or a two-year contract of a year option. Uh, if we Arsenal can't sign that player on top of Rice as well, like you say you're getting Rice and you can't afford Caicedo, I think that Gundogan for a year, uh, Jorginho's contract then expires at the end of this year as well. You have Gundogan for a further season and then you can kind of still bring in the one next summer if you need to. Gunda one is there if indeed we can't afford to bring in the two marquee ones this summer. So, yeah, I think that would not be the worst, uh, the worst idea in the world at all. Um, 
let's go to uh but lucas says you can pick one of these to stay smith Rowe, balagan or inketia at the moment i'd pick balagan to be honest so there you go uh live fit says why does it feel like you're willing to let esr go but crying for jacka to stay uh, by the way it's crying for jacka to stay for one one season <laughs> just just the one um smith Rowe, it's it's whether it's it's about being ruthless, you know, with players. And Smith Rowe at the moment has gone so far down in the estimations of the team. Like Xhaka's starting week in, week out for Arsenal, and Smith Rowe isn't. Smith Rowe has not been as much of an asset to the team this season as what Xhaka has. And there's an argument that that would potentially in, like continue into next season if Smith Rowe cannot get his form back. So, um, Liv, I think you probably misinterpreted uh, that one. You probably got that one wrong. I'm afraid. Uh, Wes says, do you think Arteta will need to be ruthless with his outgoings and incomings as well as improving his in-game management next season to ensure that we go up another level and be more competitive? Uh, I think uh, if you talk about him needing to be ruthless, I think the question is, do you think Arteta needs to continue to be ruthless? I think Arteta has been. I think the club has been ruthless with what it's done. And that's in investing in, in getting players out the door and making sure that, you know, let's just get them gone. Abamian, get him gone. Lacazette, don't renew his contract. Jorginho, you only bring him for 18 months. You know, that's the ruthlessness that we need. We need to make sure that we are strict with our squads, that Smith Rowe, you know, if, if indeed that it's not working out or things are happening behind the scenes, that they make decisions, that they make the right decisions for the benefit of the club going forward. So ruthlessness, I have faith, is already here and is here to stay for the future as well. Uh, Cass says, do you think uh, we really need to sign a centre? Do you think we need to sign a centre-back uh, since we have White? And I feel for him, uh, and Saliba can cover that area. We definitely need to sign a right-back. Um, yeah, I do. I think Simakan is a fantastic target. If that indeed does turn into something uh, more than just the interest we're being told about, that's perfect. Centre-back and a right-back, you know, having White, Saliba, Simakan uh, as options uh, is a great trio with Tommy Asu, of course, added into that as well. You've got four great options there. So, yes, absolutely, we need to bring someone in. Uh, Akamar says, I'd love to read Xhaka's autobiography if he ever writes one. Historian Arsenal is an inspiration. Just wish we had won the league before he left. Uh, absolutely, I agree. I, I think it's going to be a very entertaining read, hopefully. Uh, we'd listen uh, and hear a lot of what has hopefully happened. You know that some people have checked out of Xhaka, and that's fine. You know, I don't think anything that he says will change their minds, but uh, you get that in life with lots of things. Um, what do you live for more, Tom? Xhaka or golf? Golf. <laughs> Xhaka's leaving. Golf's never leaving me, mate. <laughs> never leaving me. Um, Charlie says, any news on Xavi Simmons? Um, he does he, am I right in saying he's changed his agent? Um, to is it Dean? I think he's he's, he's made as his agent, not David Dean. I think David Dean's son is now his agent. Um, whether that changes things in an Arsenal perspective, I don't know, but uh, certainly it seems I think I saw that report that he has changed his agent to someone who's got significant contacts at Arsenal. So expect those stories uh, to come out. Um, whether or not they turn into anything legitimate, we'll have to wait and see. Um, James says, I love that Tom has beautifully swerved my question. Uh, I haven't. There's just 750 people watching this and I haven't seen it, James. <laughs> so uh, I can take a couple of seconds to scroll up and try and find it. Here we go. Uh, James says, if there is no measurable regression slash progression in the Cups, is Arsenal's only means of progression to win the league title next season? No. 
<laughs> that's why we have a point system in the league and also a points gap that you can measure between you and your title competitor. That's why for me, the next next step is a better title challenge um, on uh, on Manchester City. The Champions League as well creates a much better as well measure in terms of European progression because let's face it, when you get to the knockout stages, there are very few, if any, duds um you know and with the utmost respect to the FA Cup and with the League Cup like if you watch and you have seen Manchester United's route to winning that trophy compared to Arsenal getting Brighton in the first round and Arsenal getting Man City in the first round of the FA Cup like it's so different so the Champions League I think can give you some measurable degree of uh measurement in terms of progression in that sense because the oppositions are all very good but there's still going to be some caveats to that but with the league you know it's all about how much you've progressed at the table how close you've got to your opponent and uh obviously the context of the season as well so if say say we got less points than we got last this season however we got we were closer to first place than we were this season that's still progression in the context of a Premier League campaign because obviously you've got to play the 38 games and then your measurement of progress is in comparison to those 19 other teams. So, yeah, there is absolutely progression in that sense without winning a trophy and it's done based upon how you measure compared to your title rival. And if you are, and if we do put in a much better title challenge, I'm hoping one that is successful that we can win the league next season. But if we put in a title challenge next season that takes us even closer than we were this season, then yes, we've progressed. And that could even be with less points, but that's what happens in football, you know. So progression doesn't always have to be based on the amount of points that you accrue because some people saying that if we get 87 points this season, it's a failure. And yes, that's the same amount of points that we got during our double winning season. So, you know, it's all about context. I hope that answers your question, James. Um, Girish says, Tom, what's the minimum number of summer signings and who all, who all if we get go of six players, be that Balogun, Eddie, Jacatini, Reese, Patino, and would you take a gift or ban from Genk? I don't know much about the player of gift or ban, so I can't talk about him at all. I, don't, I barely know he exists if he does. <laughs> um, regard, regarding the how many players do I expect to come in, a uh, minimum number I have to say is five. For me, we have to get two midfielders, a forward, and two defenders. Uh, if Tierney leaves, I think that's the key part. Of that. If Tierney goes, and I would move him on now, I'd go get a left-back, I'd get the Simakan-style player, I'd get two midfielders, and I'd get a forwards. Arsenal wanted a creative midfielder, so maybe you see six. Um, so let's see what happens. Um, Revzan says, imagine if we went for Kane. Can anyone imagine expressions fuming about it? Uh, uh, yeah, I know. Amazing. Um, that would be rather special. Kulisevsky as well is one of those where I know a lot of people have been asked about. Um, so let's see what happens. Uh, Wes Birds, just heads up saying humble but accurate opinions not humble <laughs> so uh doesn't exist <laughs> there's no such thing as a humble but accurate opinion there's a hubristic and accurate opinion um but there's nothing humble about saying that your opinion is accurate um akmal says lost out on champions league qualification last season lost out to the premier league this season losing in the uefa champions league final next season um i mean i hope that's not the case i mean what an amazing way to get to a Champions League final in your first season back but you know if we get to the final we've got to try and win it mate you know that's 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 the way forward I don't want to go forward saying progression as losses you know eventually you will we will have to win something you know that is eventually going to get to the point where you know you you can't progress any further other than 
winning the thing. So, you know, I think next season we can have a much better title challenge and a much better run at it. And I don't want to see us going backwards. I'll be very disappointed if we go backwards. But we'll have to assess where things are come the end of the campaign once again. Uh, Mashego says, context, Tom, uh, to win, you need about 95 points. Uh, and you can't compare this team with teams from the past because the level has changed. Uh, that's, I mean, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> that's exactly what I said. That's why I said points accrued this season could equal 87, which would be the same as our double winning season. But you can't call this season a success like that season because everything has changed. It's exactly what I said. Uh, Labanga says, uh, what are young players like Ethan Nwanyeri uh, looking at in terms of a move to Man City if that goes through? I mean, they'll be promised a better pathway. That's why they make that move. You know, you think about Amari Hutchinson was promised a better pathway through to first team football was given more money as well but the pathway apparently was a key factor but that's disappeared with the signings of Mod Madueke and uh, Mudrik you know and they're probably going to sign more wingers in the future too so that, that move by Hutchinson's not looked the best in retrospect at all um, Amira says after two seasons Partey rated his Arsenal career four out of ten one season later what would you rate it now uh, all things considered, I'd only give it a five, maybe a six at a push. Never been the player that we thought we were buying. I'd give it, I mean, he was, I thought, very harsh, to be honest. I think the injuries obviously have been a problem. I would have given it a seven out of ten in terms of that signing. I think it's progressed us in midfield. I think it's taken us from, you know, uh, a team that was outside of Europe to then uh, going into Europe and then an, into the top four and into a title challenge part has been a big, big part of that and a big, big part of this season. It's not necessarily worked. Um, and uh, it's not necessarily happened at the end of the campaign. We've never really had him for the end of the campaigns. Maybe that's just saw him run out of steam. But next season, hopefully we can have a rice and we can bring in a Caicedo and we've got options then to rotate and give players more rest and, you know, things like that so that we don't have to experience the burnout that I think we've experienced this season. Um, T. Laroni says, any news on the Rob Holding? I saw that Leeds and Sheffield United are interested. I'd love to see where you saw that link. The only place I've seen that even suggested is what seems to be another random ITK. Uh, don't worry, I'm making my list, people, of the new ITKs that are popping up this season. <laughs> I've not seen that anywhere, and I certainly haven't heard that um, in my sphere of things. Uh, doesn't mean it's not true, of course, but... Uh, I can't tell you that I've heard of that. Uh, Raul says, what's your take on Chelsea under Pochettino and Man United under the prospect of a new sugar daddy? Uh, I don't know if they're going to get taken over by that Qatari uh, consortium at the moment, or I don't even know if it's a consortium. It looks like more of an individual at this stage. But uh, it seems to be that their valuation remains under that of the Glazers. Uh, it seems that the other buyer remains in the lead, and I hope that continues to be the case. I don't want Man United getting bought out by a, a, a billionaire that's going to give them what Man City and Newcastle got. Don't need that. Um, but the perspective of that is, is a scary one. And Chelsea under Pochettino, look, they're going to be better. I wrote a piece about this yesterday. They're going to be better coached. They're going to be, uh, I think, more competitive. Um, but it doesn't, you know, it's not like, it's not like a Pep Guardiola level appointment at Chelsea for me. When Pep Guardiola came into Man City, that was the perfect marriage of money and the best coach in the world. So that challenge then become ridiculous. But um, but uh, but yeah, no, uh, it's not. It's it's not something at the moment that I'm looking at and going, oh, I'm really scared. Arouse is apparently that a significantly higher offer has been made. Yeah, that offer that's still been made that's significantly higher is still said to be below the valuation of the Glazers. So just because it's higher doesn't mean it's going to be enough. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Aaron says, hey, Tom, do you think the Xhaka news would have gotten out if we hadn't already agreed a deal behind the scenes for a replacement? Yes. 
things get out there, Aaron, I'm afraid. Um, so, yes, I, I do. That said, um, Team News and Ticks uh, on Twitter, uh, who are a fantastic uh, Twitter account, who give a lot of information regarding lineups. Great if you're a fantasy football player. Uh, did tweet yesterday about the the talks regarding Declan Rice and had tweeted that uh, provisionally a, a deal had been agreed between both clubs and the players months ago. So the upfront fee was less than what's being quoted at that 100 million valuation. And the wages are way in capital, mark, capital letters below what's being quoted. Now, I can't verify if that tweet from Team News and Ticks is, is, is true, if that's the case. But what I would say is that, that the person behind that account is very, very well connected, has got genuine connections. So um, it wouldn't surprise me um, if, if, if that information is indeed true. So there you go. Um, Greg says, so Tom, you agree our billionaires are useless? I don't know. What did I say? <laughs> what did I say? I don't know what I said. Um, Josh says, if we sell uh, Xhaka, which I don't think we should, uh, we need to sign three centimids. Every season we struggle with injuries, and that's before the Champions League campaign. Uh, well, one out, two in, um, I don't think is a bad thing at all. Minimum for me is, is bringing in two midfielders if Xhaka goes. Um, but I think that the club are looking at potentially maybe three with that creative midfielder that we've we've been hearing and has been reported elsewhere. So let's see. Um, let's go to... Um, Amira says, also, Tom, you haven't mentioned anything about Balogun committing to the US men's national team. We now have two international poster boys. Uh, you're right, I haven't. Um, I completely skipped that one. Big news uh, in the terms of Balogun and uh, fantastic news for the US men's national team. I tweeted yesterday saying, heads up, this is Southgate's fault, and I do think that it is. People will say, well, how is he ever going to get in front of Kane? Well, I'm sorry, but in the last international break, with Balogun scoring as many goals as he has done in France, you call him up. You call him up to the England squad because what you've done there is say to a player, and not just Balogun, but a lot of other players as well, you can score a lot of goals and you can score more goals than the players that I currently pick in the team and still not get picked. And I think he was asked about Balogun and said, oh, we got an eye on him. It's BS, mate. I, I'm not, as people know, I'm not a big fan of Southgate. I think England have underachieved with him as, as head coach. And I think that... Um, uh, the potential that that squad had in comparison to what they ultimately were up against, underachieved. Yeah, if you think about Arsenal, for instance, in comparison to England, Arsenal have overachieved because they've competed with Manchester City and came very close to that title. England knocked out by Croatia in the World Cup semi-finals and lost to an Italy team that failed to then qualify for the following World Cup in the Euros in the final. You know, England should be doing better and better decisions should be being made regarding squad selection and regarding call-ups. And I just don't think... And I think ultimately this golden generation of English talent is being wasted, really wasted. Now, the question's always going to be, well, who on earth do you pick to replace Southgate? You know, personally, I don't think he'd ever leave Newcastle at the moment, but Eddie Howe would be my next choice as England manager, um, if indeed that is the next... Uh, if there is an opportunity, but he's going to want to stay at Newcastle for now. I think that's fairly obvious. But certainly I would be... Uh, approaching uh, Eddie Howe after maybe um, the next Euros. So after 2024, say Newcastle drop out of the Champions League next season and they, they're in, they're out of the top four and they've regressed and Newcastle aren't, aren't particularly happy. 
if I'm England after the Euros, I'm saying, Eddie, I will offer you the job, mate. So, uh, yeah, that's that's where my head's kind of at with that one. Uh, so there you go. But, yeah, big, big news. And I've got on a tangent there about England. But big news for the US uh, regarding Balogun. You've got yourself a striker for the next 10 years, probably, to lead your line. Um, and, uh, yeah, a big coup ahead of the... Uh, uh, ahead of the, the uh, 2026 World Cup as well. So there you go. Um, let's go to Wes says, would you move uh, Ben White into a centre-back position after moving for, moving on holding and then get another right-back or stay with him and get a right-back and get another centre-back in? I'd get Simakan, Wes, because he does both jobs and it gives you complete flexibility and freedom in, one you, in what you want to do. So Simakan for me, please, uh, in the summer all day long. Uh, Alexandra says, uh, can we get Florian Wurtz instead of Diaby? I mean, either of those two I would love. Both are very, very talented players and both quality players that would add a lot of quality to the team at a very good age as well. So, yeah, either of those two, bring them in. Uh, thank you ever so much, guys, uh, for listening. Really appreciate your time as always. Um, please do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Um, I'll be back. I'm not going to be back today. Um, there are reasons why, which I will talk about at a later time. Um, but I'll be back tomorrow morning. Uh, and I'll be back tomorrow evening, not here, but on a Burkamp Wonderland. Uh, Danny, the GFP, who uh, is the only reason, to be honest, that I even exist on this channel and exist in the world of journalism. Uh, he's the man that gave me the chance to start my podcasting journey. And... Uh, when he asked me if I would jump on ABW, if I could make, uh, if I could do any time this week, my response to that was very easy, and that's that I would make time because to me, there is no this, there is no career, there is no me chatting with Granite Xhaka uh, without Danny the GFP. So I will be hopping on to a Burkhart Wonderland on Thursday. Um, I don't know if we've committed to a time. I think it's six. I think I said six on Thursday. So. Um, that's I think when it's going to be so six o'clock Thursday, a Burkat Wonderland. If you're not already subscribed, please, please do. Yes, it is indeed six o'clock tomorrow. Do make sure you do. I'll remind you again tomorrow morning in the 8 a.m. show. But thank you to everybody that's tuned into today's show. Uh, drop a like on the video, subscribe if you're new, and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.